0: Close encounters of the third kind. Actual contact. To me, it looked like a level kind To me, I got to look up in the tree. Who else in the level car? Say yeah? yeah?
1: The Sasquatch was approximately eight to ten feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it. Definitely wasn't a human. After
2: seven
3: years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations.
4: Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses. I'm your host, John Jay, and with me, as always, Lauren and Mike Lance, the Lances.
2: Hello. It's the Lances.
4: We also got uh, Corporate Jared back in studio, and Stewie B is joining us for the very first time. Hello, Hello. from the land. Welcome to ghosts. episode twenty-three, guys. This is actually—we're in our third season now.
2: Oh, I like we've been, oh. we've
4: been gone for quite some time. I like—I like, I like we're calling them seasons. seasons. Yeah, when we take an extended the break, this is yeah. the end of the you season. Yeah. Oh. yeah.
3: Some
2: seasons are longer than happens. others. No, no, it's more mysterious. If he doesn't let yeah, you, yeah, well, I'm not letting. Back.
4: Yeah, I'm not letting the audience members know yeah, any mystery, sort of very mysteries. You gotta catch them by surprise. Yeah. It's all about the mystery. We are—we are very glad to be back.
2: We're so happy to be back. Ooh, mood.
4: Well, yeah, we got a new light in the studio, and Mike Mike seems to not be liking it. Well, you put the light directly above his head.
2: (laughs) It's power.
4: It's power saving. It's a power saving bulb. It's
2: very power savable. You know, it's powered by ghosts. Power off. (laughs) (laughs) That's
4: true. Welcome to the show, guys. We got a very fun episode coming up. Uh, In our feature segment, segment, we're going to be talking about the Wizard of Martius. It's which french. is uh yeah i think it's a it's like a it's like a island a french speaking island it's basically this guy that uh he could predict when ships were coming into port but he wasn't like psychic he didn't ever claim to have magical powers he said he could like Use like like a uh, subtle observations in the atmosphere to detect uh, these oh, ships that's coming. That's how you know he but has psychic powers. Yeah, that's yeah. That's He's probably so m- meant that he was really a wizard. So <laughs> the, the real wizards never tell you.
1: That's literally the most specific power ever.
4: Well, it took him years of study. But anyway, we'll get into that. Right now, let's uh let's start with something uh a little bit weird. Closer to home. Uh, the children of Hitler's master race experiment are still alive, and here's what they look like. So I uh. I had heard about stories like this, but they I've never like really read in into these <laughs> in, into these type of things anymore. So basically, <gasps> they were practicing eugenics. Yeah. When the yeah. Nazis uh, yeah. were in power, and it turns out because of Nazi eugenics, that is the reason why we have ABBA. Oh, nice! Oh yeah. shit!
0: <laughs> oh my god! And Fried there was Langstadt
4: something. of ABBA is the most famous Lebensborn. 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 Yep. So yeah. Wow! I knew there was something is she, is she the sinister lead, under those the songs. I am not sure.
2: Who can dance, who can
4: that dance. explains why their songs
3: are so good. Yeah. So fucking good. They're very, very genetically very yeah, efficient. They're genetically
4: superior. Songs. They are superior songs. Superior <laughs> <laughs> people. <laughs> 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 uh, Nazi Germany di- uh, didn't just uh, see, seek to eradicate those who didn't meet the uh, criteria of their ideal Aryan race. They also fought to create a super race through selective breeding and the ultra secret undeniably twisted lebensborn program
0: seems like they did it
4: it was akin to uh joseph Mengele's concentration camps experiments and to the extent that it involved nazi science and a total total lack of bioethics oh, shit. <laughs> the program created by the ss was a state-supported registered association sparked by the shrinking birth rate in nazi germany lebensborn mothers faced a moral predict predicament while many were fervent followers of Hitler, for some it was a matter of survival in a war-torn Nazi-occupied Europe. Mm. The Lebensborn program attempted to breed racial purity through a very specific set of phenotypic criteria. The children of Lebensborn were often kidnapped from their Nordic and Eastern European families, forced to erase their past identities, Jesus and be Christ. reborn as Hitler Youth. Fuck. For many, their lives were lies, and they only discovered their origins in adulthood, if at all. Fuck. <laughs> Whoa. Here's a look inside the Nazi program. They should do a movie about that.
0: That's yeah. This
4: is fucking yeah, fascinating. I mean, about, about her,
2: you could just do it about her. Like you have double, double. Yeah, I mean,
4: everybody loves Abba. Yeah, they're making a they're making a stupid Mamma Mia two. They should be doing a yeah. movie about <laughs> this. This, this yes. is
2: fucking gripping. <laughs> Who would play this bitch? I think Jennifer Lawrence could play. Unless,
1: her. I mean, what if she's just? I mean, she is a Nazi baby. Maybe she's just a bitch. Like, she could be. that's well, why don't But her songs were so
2: happy,
0: though. She's got a, she's got a swastika tattooed somewhere. Uh, somewhere. I don't think
4: it was her Between fall. 1936 on the and the end of World War II in 1945, between 6,000 and 8,000 babies were born in Lebensborn clinics, though some sources that's estimated the number was kids. much higher, up to 20,000.
0: Holy shit. I thought it was, the that. War thought ended it was these, like 20.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, when the war ended, these oh, children moved on with their lives, and many only learned about their true identity <laughs> as adults. The most famous of these children is Anne-Fried Lindstadt of the Swedish pop band ABBA. For her part, Lenstad and other children like her, the products of unions between Norwegian mothers and German SS fathers, were forced out of their native country as traitors along with their mothers. How could you oh,
2: call a child stupid. a traitor? That's I mean, unfair. I get that the Nazis sucked, but like the kids It wasn't
1: their fault. They
2: were Literally wasn't their fault. They were
1: fucking, this they is were why fucking the Swedes victims are a garbage country.
2: They're probably the
0: worst victims because they like the
1: uh, well, worst There's the Jews. (laughs) Well, a lot of them
2: survived, okay?
1: A lot is a big... (laughs) That's a word.
4: They're number
2: two. (laughs) The Jews, then these guys. And then Hitler himself. You can't count the dead. He was his own child. No. go for that next part right you here. can't count the dead. Most of the women who participated in Lebensborn were single mothers. Well, these bitches were crazy. And each had to meet very strict criteria. This spanned beyond the blonde hair and blue eyes that char- characterized Hitler's ideal race. What else could you get? Big titties? Fat ass? Let's see. Women had to prove that they had no genetic disorders and were tested to ensure that they had not a drop of Jewish blood. Not a fuck fucking yeah, drop. How the, how the do, fuck do you test for I that? Don't do you you can, can. You got, I don't think you actually can. No, you, you can. can. You gotta use the ketone strips. The ketone strips, how much ketone If you boil their
4: blood, it turns to gold. Boi- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Real or fun. other gems. Just
3: like to remind everyone that this is not something planet. Jews are the crystal <laughs> yes, gems.
2: That's true. Let's clean it up. Yeah. As if they, uh, as if, <laughs> okay, not a drop of Jewish blood. As if that is a real thing that can be tested. The article even, even yeah. mentioned it. They also had to prove the identity of the father, and he had to meet the same criteria blonde hair, blue eyes, and freedom from genetic disorders. Perhaps the most important criteria was women's allegiance to Nazism. Jesus Christ! They were indoctrinated into Hitler's ideology while they were still living in the Lebensborn clinic. But many women who participated were already fervent followers of Hitler and had been scouted by the SS for their Aryan traits and loyalty. I would love to see a movie about this. Like the woman meeting, like being indoctrinated. She has the baby. And the then baby she gets being saved born. by Will Smith. Oh, <laughs> gets fucked. And, but no, sorry, this is the Planet. But. You know, this would be a fascinating movie. Okay, sometimes women would come into Lebensborn already pregnant. That's not That's not very good. Other times, women specifically bred for this purpose alone... Most of the fathers were SS officers who had their
4: own families. Whoa, Jesus that's Christ! Weird. So they were just getting free side pieces. It's like creepy, yeah. sex sponsored rituals. by the government, so, so, creepy sex oh, rituals okay. shit. Yeah.
1: So the the, re- love the reality comes out. Nobody yeah, gave a fuck. People a just f- wanted to get laid. Yep. Bunch of guys yep. who well, like fucking some Swedish
2: ass. It's the same as like it's the same as like you know fucking Manson fuck, you know it's just the same type of mentality. It's like hey. Uh, Let's fuck for and the... The Nazis fu- were just Let's doing fuck everything. for the Fuhrer, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it Whatever. for your country. Do it for your country. Fuck me for your country. Yep. All right. According to the New York Times, Heinrich Himmler, head of the SS, encouraged these officers to... Oh, God. Encouraged these officers to breed outside of their marriage. They weren't committing adultery, of course.
1: Just for their country.
2: Yeah, exactly. They were doing their jobs by building a German master race. What a fun job.
1: What the fuck? Fucking a
4: bunch I of bet blondies. one Jewish guy snuck into this oh, program. no, I would have been. Brutal. Now, been
1: that's the movie I want to see. That's the movie I want to see.
2: There's a lot of movies out of this topic. Okay, according to Hildegard, the uh, reason why we see so many typical Nazi movies, and those are g- still really good sometimes, but this would be like a totally different weird creepy angle. Alright, according to Hildegard Trutz, a Lebensborn mother whose story was recounted in the book, fascinating footnotes from history, that's annoying that you would just lump it under fascinating footnotes. It should be a whole book just about That's this. It's a real
1: cutesy fucking name. Yeah, for
2: this particular thing. The SS officers who fathered Lebensborn born children were very tall and strong with blue eyes and blonde hair. That's not a new thought here. Mm-hmm. We, we, it's pretty much a consistent theme.
4: The you woman mean they're the Swiss?
2: Yeah, <laughs> the Swiss. The woman in her clinic went to a meet and greet session with a group of SS officers where they played games and watched films before she was given a week to choose her mate. Oh, so at least the woman could choose... Oh okay. At least you have that.
1: I guess we found some silver lining. <laughs>
4: Feminism. Now,
1: okay. now yeah. I Even shall the darkest hour. <laughs> Now I <laughs> shall
4: inspect <laughs> your members. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: These men, were getting, these men were being chosen like cattle. Okay, the officer slept with her for three evenings the first week. Oh, I like that. It's just three evenings. Probably some special cult ritual shit going on there. I want to find out about that. Yeah. On the other nights, he slept with other girls in the clinic. Oh, fuck. Okay. Damn, <laughs> dude. So <laughs> everybody was just dipping their shit <laughs> Did into even everybody's shit. he energy for his wife? Yeah. Fucking everybody. everybody. Fucking oh, <laughs> look, read the headline
0: that you just passed <laughs>
2: Okay, go back up a little bit. The clinics were not Nazi bordellos. Children were conceived in very average ways. I don't think that's an average that, way. Uh, and on- P-N-V. <laughs> and honestly... How do you know that a person doesn't go to a fucking bordello and just fucking fucking chicken in the regular fashion? They're not the fucking weird. All right, one of the biggest myths, of, and also, do you have a camera? You don't know how these bitches got fucked. One of the biggest myths of the Lebensborn program was that clinics were Nazi bordellos stocked with willing women for SS to do with what they please, which I think is close, I think that's close pretty much what the, it was. Pretty close to the accurate side of things. This was not at all the case, as the majority of these women were either selected from the League of German girls who were already pregnant. According to so they're still getting fucked. According to Dorothy Schmidt's Coaster, an author who penned a book about Lebensborn, all of these babies were conceived in very normal ways. What? Why are they? Why are you what? making this point? Yeah, why are we trying
1: to clean it up? Like, well, well,
4: here's weird. here's the next thing: women were forced to sign their children over to oh. the state after giving birth. Oh shit! Hey, Single listen. women who willingly joined the program with the intention of breeding had to first sign a waiver stating that their children would be property of the state. Fuck. Many of these women never saw their children again after the first two weeks of life. Good. Hilgard Trutz never felt any shame about what she was doing. <laughs> she was completely bitch. willing, as both the father of my child and I believed completely in the importance of what we were doing. We had no shame or inhibitions of any kind, she said. Also, we fuck like stuff. animals. There was butt stuff.
1: There is always butt stuff.
2: I mean, he came, and then it was the butt stuff directly after. Or both. Oh God! True. Like so yeah, this is like. Get ready to come then. Go in the vagina.
1: That's yeah. how you get an infection. There's a lot
4: of different methods. Uh, not, mothers faced intense IPSA. stigma as the war ended and many were ostracized. Well, that makes sense, yeah, but I not the
2: see. kid. I mean, these yeah. mothers. I get that. All
1: right, they were participating Nazis. But I get <coughs> that. Um, the creepy Nazis. But the, yeah, creep fucking film. I said creep most
4: Nazis. most women would say that their child's father had been killed in the war. The unfortunate truth is that these women face double the stigma of normal single mothers in post-war Germany. One for having an illegitimate child and another for participating in Nazi programs. Uh, yeah, yeah I pretty mean, much.
1: Yeah, that's kind of what you get.
2: Uh, yeah, I
4: mean, come on. What I were, you, what were, were go, you expecting? Yeah,
1: what were you expecting?
4: If this went south, if the war went
2: south, oh, what were you expecting? The okay, when Lebensborn children discovered their secret, it was often traumatic... But not always.
0: <laughs> What's that's the end of but the not always.
2: That's Abba. She was like, I, I, t- I turned it around. I kept the positive attitude. Well, they ostracized her Most ostracized from her home country, which is dick. Which is, which is fucking dick. Most Lebensborn children grew up knowing they had some sort of secret. They just didn't know what it was. Over the last twenty years, many of these children have slowly uncovered their roots with hints from family members and intense research
3: the Most secret group. is uh, you are the Superman. <laughs> exactly.
2: The Most grew up knowing they had a secret, Dorothy schmitz Koster told the Times. They were angry at their mothers because they had been lied to. You're falling into Swedish here, Some I think. Some feel shame. I don't know where. What's it the go? difference? I don't even know the line. They're, uh, oh, yeah, it's more guttural. There are also small numbers who are proud of being Lebensborn. Some people are proud. Wow, that's crazy. What? They feel they are a part of the elite. Now, that's creepy. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I don't want You're these so weirdos coming around. Weird like, fine. I am super mensch. <laughs> I'm
1: surprised I don't see anything about someone killing themselves after they found out. Like They, they really
2: should do a, mo- a movie about like, this whole I'm thing. I'm not saying
1: that they should because it's not their fault, but I'm saying, like, I don't know what I would do if I found out I was a Nazi baby. I mean, well, I would, you'd
0: find out you were part of the elite.
2: It would have to be a comedy sketch. I had to turn it a stand up. Well, My Lord, life is a joke. Actually,
3: this podcast <laughs> had an ulterior motive. <laughs>
2: oh, you are
4: a Nazi child. <laughs> you, you are, are a, a LibA baby. You're
2: a beautiful child of the master. This is
1: not possible. I can't be 26 and one of those babies <laughs> That's true. at the same
4: time. Uh, All right, let's get to the, the good stuff. Have aliens finally visited Earth? <laughs> oh, the shit. mysterious UFO looks hu- humanoid as it hovers in the sky above busy road. Giant human bodies. That would be just cool. A
1: floating body.
4: Yeah, it's a
0: floating baby.
4: <clears throat> Check it out. Let's, uh, let's watch the Foding. video real quick. baby. Oh, God. This is, yeah, no, this, this is pretty creepy. nobody would No, able... check it out. Where is it? I didn't even see it. You see right here. Oh, yeah. oh shit,
1: whoa. What the
4: fuck? Oh. Show me what you got. Show me what you
1: got. I mean,
2: I don't know what that is, but it looks like a person. It
4: doesn't look right. I, I just don't no, know. No, it doesn't look right at all. Like some fucking weird floating humanoid it, know looks what like it looks editing like
2: editing kind of spoils the quality of editing these days spoils everything you know what me. it
1: looks like it looks like if you're playing but the sims and like there's a glitch in the game and someone's floating in the air yep that's, that's, exactly
2: that's, what that's it does well, it a looks a like a glitch high, in a video game but yeah
1: that's how it looks oh maybe that's proof that we're in a fucking simulation it's a oh, glitch in the matrix matrix just some mind, weird
4: but can I be sim a
2: ghost i'm to be a rich fucking matrix person
1: yeah, can, then can shit glitch in my favor,
4: I would
2: have gone think? back into the... So, yeah, this, was, this was
4: in Mexico. Uh, you can check this out in the show notes. It's pretty weird. Uh, flying humanoids are actually, f- for some reason, they seem to be more common in Mexico, and I'm not sure why. Pretty much all the flying humanoid stuff there's is in Mexico. A
2: lot of glitches. Chupacabra. Yeah. Mexico flying City. humanoids. Hovering humanoids. Mexico City.
0: A lot of yeah, I don't know. A lot, I guess p-
4: people are saying that... Uh, that food, uh, al- food, alien, though, alien, uh, yeah. alien sightings and UFO sightings have been popping up because they know that we're close to nuclear war. So we're they're they're looking to see what happens. Yeah, I think they're you know like a spectator sport. Oh, maybe similar be surprised.
1: to the Mothman. You know what though? You see more sightings it could and be. shit <laughs> right before
4: nuclear. Quick question to you guys nuclear, before we jump off shit.
2: this one. I fucking think that that's transdimensional. I don't think it's a UFO situation. I think it's transdimensional, and these often transdimensional nature of these beings. Often overlooked in these articles, they never talk about transdimensional.
1: That's why I'm glad well, there's you're assume here aliens. some aliens. Aliens. That, that's, why I'm other glad, dimensions. that's why I'm glad Stewart's here because like this is the shit. Like it's not transdimensional shit. It explains a lot of shit. It makes a lot more sense. Yeah, Look who flies him. like he's that? Hasn't
4: guy. he ever seen Superman go yeah, he's horizontal? He's just totally yeah, vertical. Like he's on a, trans- a flying skateboard. Flying skateboard. If,
2: he's, if that's real, he's transdimensional. He's on a flying skateboard. There's no would. human. That's not. A, that's not a vessel. It's
4: Maybe it's visible. just a secret government project, uh, like Hover Boots or something. Oh,
2: that's cool. I'm cool with that. I like the idea of that's, Hover boots. That's cool. I'll hover. All right, let's we move on, on to the next
4: boots? one. Uh, yeah, while while we were gone, uh, uh, the existence of a secret uh, black money UFO program from the Pentagon was Bitcoin?
0: revealed. Was it funded by Wakanda?
4: Yeah, actually. It no, Washington. Uh, vibranium coin? It, yeah, so basically in the $600 billion annual Defense Department budget, Jesus the $22 God. million dollars spent on the Advanced Aerospace Space Threat Identification Program was almost impossible oh, yeah, yeah. to find. So yeah, it was only $22 million. They just stopped that, right? We're not
2: that much. No, it's nothing.
4: Uh, for years, the program investigated reports of unidentified flying objects, according to Defense Department officials, interviews with program participants, and records obtained by the New York Times. It was run by a military intelligence official, Luis Elizan- Elizondo. El- Elizondo, on the fifth floor of the Pentagon C-Ring, deep within the building's maze. Ooh, the C-Ring. Mm. Yeah, that's deep. That sounds wet inside. Uh the defense department has never before acknowledged the existence of the program which it says shut down in 2012. Yeah, sure. They said they shut it down in the 70s and now
2: Yeah, come on, guys.
4: We find out a a This one said, oh, began in 2007 and shut down in 2012. Yeah, I don't buy but it. yeah, so it's basically the government is admitting that UFOs exist. Yeah.
2: Definitely enough to put.
0: they looking into it. They're
4: not saying that they know what it is, but they something. They're spending 22 million. I mean, that's a, that is. I mean, it's not. It's not huge compared to the whole well, defense 22
0: budget. 22 million. If it's it, if it's it it seems a small like
4: group, it
2: was just one guy. Well, well, check it out. It's probably a small group of people. Maybe one guy. Maybe four or five agents. You don't need a huge group. Agent Fox Mulder. The yes. Yeah. The <laughs> or the equivalent. That's 22 million is quite a bit for yeah. research.
1: The important part of this here is is that. We're actually able to see where the money is going specifically. Yeah. They've been doing the research for fucking ever. It's yeah. just been hidden away I think under they keep, other things. I
2: think they keep changing the name of the pro. Oh, it ended in 2012. Now it's called this now, though. Yeah, yeah. It's a,
4: so this actually relates to one of the articles we did uh, uh, last season. Uh, most of the money went to an aerospace research company run by a billionaire on- entrepreneur and longtime friend of Mr. Harry Reid, the senator, uh, Robert Bigelow, who is currently working with NASA to produce expandable craft for humans to use in space so this is the the billionaire genius that uh last year was talking about that he had no doubt that aliens exist ufos are real and robbie that biggs. aliens
2: yeah robbie biggs
4: yep. aliens are visiting Earth. so this guy is convinced of this because he was paid money to look into it and <laughs> and um, then that convinced him
2: yeah i think it's funny how people like to poo poo this type of thing literally with like but to me, it's just like, how could you poo-poo this? I mean, we don't know anything about it, right? But like, there's infinite amount of space. There's infinite. There's infinite amount of potentiality for something like this. Yeah, but if in the space in the in the universe around
0: us, if it's God like, had meant man to fly, He would have given us wings. You're right, Mike. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> Especially with Billy Graham's death, we should be focusing and centering ourselves. Yes.
4: Here we go. The man who went to space and disappeared. Taff. Thirty-five years ago, Granger Taylor left a note saying he was boarding an alien spaceship for an interstellar journey. He was never seen again. Okay. Oh
0: shit! All right.
4: Uh, today, Robert Keller looks out of his office window, thinking about the last time he saw his best friend more than thirty years ago. Oh,
2: that's oh, sad. Shit, that's sad.
4: Granger and I were inseparable for years. Everywhere he went, I was on his heels. Granger and I were like best friends. Oh. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on.
2: Oh yeah. They if you, dicked. why would you say we were like best friends? Obviously, you were best friends, or you're fucking. We were like best friends. We were like lovers who were best friends. Yeah. Yeah, I get it.
4: On the evening of lines. November 29, 1980, 32-year-old Granger Taylor left his parents a peculiar note before vanishing from their farm in Duncan, a small town on southern Vancouver Island. The note read, Dear Mother and Father, I have gone away to walk aboard an alien spaceship as reoccurring dreams assured a 42-month interstellar voyage to explore the vast universe, then return." I am leaving behind all my possessions to you, as I will no longer require the use of any. Please use the instructions in my will as a guide to help. God, Love, the, Granger.
2: God, the writing skills of kids in that era. That sounds a lot
4: like, dear mom
2: and dad, yeah, no, I'm too 30 afraid 30 to tell left, you so I'm gay. Oh, he was that old? He could be. Oh, okay.
0: I thought he was more of a kid. He said he was 32 when he... Yeah, yeah oh. 32. Oh, I see. He wasn't
2: an eight-year-old. He wasn't else. a child. <laughs> In
4: Taylor's own will, he crossed out the word death and replaced it with departure. <laughs> oh,
2: that's a nice <laughs> I like sentiment. I, would, I wouldn't mind watching a watch Well, he wanted, to, he, he
4: wanted to make it legal. Yep. Uh, according to the oh, local God. newspaper, the Times columnist, uh, there was also some sort of map drawn on the back of the note. The significance of it has never been determined. The same article says Taylor was last seen leaving a local diner, Bob's Grill, around 6.30 p.m. Soon after, Taylor vanished. He had to get, like, one last serving of eggs and one grits. Yeah, grits. I wonder a
2: what the fuck he ate. Yeah.
0: One last milkshake.
4: Uh, police were called, and a search ensued, but neither Taylor nor his bright pink Datsun do- truck re- were ever found.
2: That is weird. It's, weird, weird, it's weird that he a, had a, a that, that pink tru- Datsun well, truck. it's weird that his truck wasn't found. Yeah. yeah. That's what's strange, because usually, I mean, bodies sometimes go missing, but usually the vehicles are difficult, you know? Hey, you yeah. find a burnt husk but or something. But wait a
1: minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This guy said he didn't need any <laughs> fucking possessions. Dude he, took his truck with him. No,
2: but he had to get to the location. He just used the truck to get himself to the location. Yeah, he probably just the drove location, his truck up into the space. And they probably just took the truck as well because it's easier. But he just needed that to get to the location. Uh, one would That's expect the, the
4: car to at least be found. Corporal Mike Demchuk of the Royal that Canadian the Mounted Canadian Police.
2: the name. As fuck. Corporal
4: Mike Demchuk, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mike Demchuk. Oh, Mikey Demchuk? Yeah. You just I... don't get rid of something that large without someone knowing about it. That's what she said. The note, <laughs> <laughs> the note that Taylor left was a surprise to many, but those who knew him were well aware of his ongoing obsession with aliens in space. Just before his disappearance, Taylor's obsession grew to a point where he decided to build a life-size replica spaceship on his parents' farm that he sometimes slept in. I would love to see a movie about this. I mean, this.
1: if I had a life-size replica spaceship, I too would sleep in it. So I, kn- yeah, so I understand.
4: I would love to watch a movie about this. So I don't know if he was, if he was crazy or... Dude,
2: did, did they, they did find the truck? Oh, wait. Oh, if they found it, then
1: then he might just
4: be, I don't know. Uh, well, it said he was infatuated with machines around grade 8. He dropped out of school, but uh, it wasn't long before friends and family noticed Taylor's uncanny ability to fix almost anything. That's mm, interesting. Uh, By his mid-teens, Taylor had restored a one-cylinder car and overhauled a bulldozer they used to help neighbors with construction projects like nice and odd guy. jobs. Yeah, he does seem nice. Yeah, he helpful, smart, friendly, Later, he restored an old steam locomotive.
1: Jesus. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. That's pretty impressive. So
0: this guy that had he the hauled kind from of skills that aliens might actually why want. Actually want. Might yeah, be ta- uh, Taylor, one of, his crowning, he from the bush, one of his
4: crowning yeah. achievements is that he uh, restored, restored a, a World oh. War II wow. P-40 Kitty Hawk, which was later purchased by a collector Holy for tens shit. of thousands of dollars. He's like a little, wh- like a little country alien. genius.
2: In my books, he was a genius. That's what actually somebody yeah. said. <laughs> it's funny that I said that just in the interview. Somebody said the exact same thing. Fucking so interesting.
4: Yeah, so he built the he built his spaceship uh, in the yard out of two satellite receiving dishes and outfitted it with a television, a couch, and a wood burning stove.
1: Nice man cake. Oh, so he made a man
0: cave.
4: Yeah. yeah,
1: I like this guy. Like I like a him. Stove. That's fucking rad.
4: Wait, yeah. wait, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Uh, In March 1986, almost six years after Taylor's disappearance, local forestry workers found a blast site near Mount Provost, not far from Taylor's parents' house. According to the Montreal Gazette, human bone fragments were found at the scene. Until further evidence is found, the uh, Mountie police is assuming these are Taylor's. The article also says Taylor had taken dynamite used for blasting tree stumps with him in his truck. Uh, uh, so, an official whatever. coroner's inquest deemed that due to circumstantial evidence found at the blast site, Taylor had been killed.
2: Where the, but they didn't mention the truck being at the blast site.
4: I know they showed a picture
2: of that, but I don't know if that's the truck. I don't know if that's the they truck. Didn't it doesn't no, look that, like the truck. They
0: said his truck was never found.
2: That
4: is yeah, strange. it's a friend said that uh, Granger did quite a bit of acid through the summer oh, but had no wow. bad wow. trips.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> he was taking acid a few know. times a
4: day during the last few months. Taylor oh, uh, Granger, "You can't right, do that.
2: Come on, you can't Betty. go not every day."
1: Yeah, oh, put some man.
2: distance between that Yeah, shit. you got to put a little limiter on it. Ugh. Yeah, he said
4: he told or as he told his friend Bob Nielsen that he was in direct contact with aliens. He lay there and got mental communications with someone from another galaxy. He couldn't w- see them. They were just talking to him in his mind. Another galaxy.
2: Hmm, okay. That's
4: I wonder, if, he, really I wonder if it was galaxy or dimension.
1: It's the, it's the acid. That's what it was. It's the third. So they, th- yes.
4: so they said he like often stored dynamite in his truck to blow up tree stumps. A common method of disposing of tree stumps at the time. Yeah, that seems like dangerous. That's, you know. Know. Probably fun if you're out in the woods. You live so, in the country.
2: <laughs> you like ah, the tree, balls stumps. And tree
1: stumps. I've done weirder shit, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: Oh. So his longtime friend doesn't believe Taylor committed suicide. They think it's just a, a dynamite accident. Oh, okay. But still weird they never found the truck. What? Well, but what's strange to
2: me is it took them six years to locate these fragments. It's like you know what I mean? A big explosion in the woods. Well, do you think somebody could have reported? Yeah, that? No, it no. seems. I don't so know. Weird that they didn't search for it. I guess no Vancouver oh, no. Island, so six Island is remote.
1: Now at the time, like they saw an I explosion, it's like. Ah, somebody's up there blowing up tree yeah, stumps yeah, again. Yeah,
2: Canadians, probably nothing new. Yeah,
4: I mean, yeah, that's been, a common come, way. It <laughs> might have
2: yeah. been so common. like They might have even gone and checked that part of the woods uh, for six years. They must be bored today.
4: A uh, skier missing in New York found a week later, 2,900 miles away in California, confused and still wearing <laughs> helmet and goggles. This what is
2: very fuck? interesting. This I, I, I...
4: is awesome. Constantinos Filippidis, oh, 49, went Super on a Greek. ski trip with his buddies from Toronto, crossing into the U.S. to ski at Whiteface Mountain in upstate New York. But you're coming our side. On Wednesday of last week, Filippidis, known as Danny, told his pals he was going to squeeze in one more run and headed out to the slopes alone. Then he vanished. Authorities conducted a massive search of the mountain for Danny. Hundreds of volunteers spent some 7,000 hours combined combing every inch of the ski resort. Helicopters Whoa. and rescue dogs were deployed. The Department of Homeland Security, New York State Police, New York Department of Convers- Conservation, and United States Customs and Border Protection Whoa. and officials in Toronto all helped in the search but no trace of Danny.
2: Read, this is interesting. Read more. On
4: Tuesday, six days later, he was found 2,900 miles away in Sacramento. <laughs> he was in a confused state, still wearing his ski helmet and goggles. No one knows how he got there. He had left behind his car and his passport, so authorities say he didn't likely fly. Holy shit, right? Well, if you
0: didn't have a car, there's no way you can yeah, walk over there. Yeah, it was there. actually no. Danny
4: who contacted police in Sacramento. Officials there say he is in fine health. So what? He That's bizarre. He's just like, hey... Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) He's
2: like, hey, guys. It's a lot warmer here.
4: That's interesting. They
1: mentioned that he's wearing a ski helmet and goggles, but, like, what the fuck else was he wearing? Like, is he still wearing his whole ski suit? Did he change? I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, think about it. The ski helmet and goggles, that's weird. But, like, what would be weirder if he was wearing all that warm shit, all that warm winter shit in Sacramento? Like, that would be weird.
2: Like I mean, and this guy's not some quacky weirdo. He's a father of two. He's a 28-year veteran firefighter. He's a normal guy. Oh, pretty there's f- more information on the story. Yeah, though.
4: he said he told deputies that he hit his head or experienced some sort of head trauma. Philippetus said he caught a ride from Wilmington, oh, okay. New York to Sacramento on a big rig.
3: Whoa. He said he was
4: sleeping for most of the 2,900-mile, 44-hour trip to California.
3: What
4: Weird. the told investigators he was traveling with a credit card and about $1,000 in cash. He left his identification and passport with his belongings at Whiteface Mountain and his car was still in the parking lot. Deputies said Fulubinus bought a cell phone at some point wow. along the way to California, but he doesn't remember where. Oh, so Traumatic
2: he, brain injury is really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The effects yeah. are this, It's so team. weird it's that you very, could just, like, like
4: wind up in varied. California.
2: Yeah, you put a hole in a brain and shit gets weird, dude.
4: But he's wearing a helmet.
2: Yeah, I mean, he should have been okay, but I guess he
4: wasn't okay.
0: Maybe he hit himself in the face.
2: Yeah, something. Interesting. Let's get well, at on. At least we know what happened. Yeah. I thought maybe I, I don't know
4: I don't even know if I buy that though. It just sounds it sounds like
2: a story. It's like no, he like, hit Oh his no. Head. Oh yeah, no. I just I, I, I got of a hook. truck and he
3: took me all and he way took to yeah. in my ski helmet and
4: my and, goggles. And I, I, I don't I mean, away. I I've never hitchhiked in big rigs, but I always thought the deal was that you that if them. you, get, you gotta no You to blow him, right? No, if you get a ride, you got to at least help him stay awake. Of course. That's hey, like kind yeah, of the job. Talk, talk
2: with them and shit. Yeah, you have
4: a conversation for like several hours.
2: I don't know if like the guy was, I mean, that's that's strange. I would have asked quite, like, dude, where are you going? Like, why are you dressed like that?
4: Yeah, but why are you what wearing happened? a ski you, helmet? Especially
0: if he's acting strange. Yeah. And why or, would he take him all the way? Or, or he was sleeping alone? nonstop for 44 fucking hours. Yeah, this that's is, it's just it just doesn't, it
4: doesn't Something, sound right. up.
2: We're missing some, some points here.
4: Uh, Portugal women encounter Neanderthal. The 83 year old Sierra del Strela resident told Cryptozoology News she and her sister were caring for a herd of cows when they spotted two primitive men.
0: I thought all men in Portugal were primitive. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, I was five so
4: years old and my sister was eight. We were in a remote area in the Sierra del Estrella. Oh, shit.
2: She's talking about some shit that happened like 80 years when ago. When we saw
4: two naked <laughs> men speaking a totally strange language. It was Slav. She said about the 1939 <laughs> alleged encounter. Then we saw them entering a cave. They were. Slavs. They was fucking in there. <laughs>
0: they were from Albania. <laughs> yeah.
4: The following day, she explains, they decided to go check out the cave with their sheepdog. But when we reached the cave, our dog didn't want to go in. He kept growling, and my sister wanted to go back. We could smell smoke that appeared to come from inside the cave. Albanians. Later that day, she reports Jesus that when Christ. they told their father about the incident, he became angry. He told us he already knew about the existence of these people. He said that they were the original peoples who survived in a few numbers and were still living in a primitive state. I remember, I remember him saying there were only about half a dozen individuals left.
2: Albanians. The wild people.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wild people, as the woman referred to, were described as being naked and had a yellow skin color.
1: They had Al- jaundice. <laughs> they had I had
2: jaundice. mean, the Albanian argument's getting getting stronger and stronger. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
4: So Neanderthals are a species of humans believed to have gone extinct about 40,000 years ago. So, maybe. I don't know. Uh, or are they just ghosts of cavemen?
1: Or uh, are ghosts. they just dirty homeless people?
4: I mean, I don't know. Mountain people. We, mm. mean, we have them. We have
2: we have mountain men, yeah. weirdos. We have, like, the hill people.
4: Yeah, but I, I think it's men. interesting that she said she told her father about it, and he was like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, ancient people. Yeah, they're, they're just weird. Yeah, don't, don't go, don't near, go, don't
0: go near, near them. Leave, don't leave go, go around them. Leave them alone. They got big square teeth. <laughs> uh, a
4: man in eastern Finland says he saw two hairy Neanderthal looking at humanoids. Hmm. Uh, Ratsavara, resident Iziki Mieto. Izaki mitu Isaki, Isaki Mieto. He told Cryptozoology News that he was chopping firewood next to his house when he came upon two beings on December twenty first, 2017. I live in a relatively secluded area with the nearest neighbor living kilometers away, the 48-year-old who claims to hold a Ph.D. in aerosol physics obtained at the University of Eastern Finland said about the encounter.
0: What? They they couldn't verify
4: that? Yeah, I guess they didn't bother. (laughs) (laughs) The weather was dry and cold, uh, well below freezing temperatures, and there was already a layer of snow on the ground. After firing up the stove in his sauna, says Me Too, he went back inside the house to have a snack.
0: Oh, that's right. They all have saunas over there. Yeah, that's, kind of, that's, a, yeah, that's
4: kind of a thing. That's yeah, cool. I checked through the window uh, if, to see if smoke was still coming from the sauna's chimney, and I noticed two vaguely humanoid f- figures exiting the sauna, leaving the door jar and stalking into the woods. The two creatures, he adds, were big humanoids walking in a hunch posture. After I lost sight of these figures in the woods, I checked the sauna, and it had warmed already pretty well, only that the door was left open, leaking the warmth out. That's his biggest concern. He's like, hey, you left the door open. Dicks. I produced an electric torch from the uh, anteroom of the sauna, and with its light, I saw that the unexpected visitors had left brownish coarse hair around. And poop. Me Too also added that he was able to observe a few footprints, but that the alleged creatures were barefoot. It was hard to examine the footprints on snow in the incoming dark but they were human like only larger. So yeah, so it wasn't just shack. Well, I I don't know. Yeah, they said that they were larger. I, I don't know. Could, <coughs> you think they got bigfoots and No, but I don't I, I think if they were that big he would like probably think they were a sasquatch or a, an abominable yeah, snowman of some that, sort. Well, one thing yeah. that
1: I find kind of interesting about the story <coughs> is that it takes place on the winter solstice which I think is kind of interesting, mm. December so 21st. interdimensional
0: Neanderthals. No, it's
4: just ghost Neanderthals.
1: Yeah. Also possible.
4: But they left hair, so there was physical evidence.
0: I think it's
2: Sasquatch Cousins.
4: And when asked what he did with the hair, he said he ate it. He made a pie. No, no. I, I just made that up.
0: He made <laughs> a, <delicacy. laughs> a pie hair. It's a delicacy in Finland. Finnish hair pie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stuffed. Ugh. Stuffed Finnish hair pie. That does not sound...
0: It's savory pie. <laughs> it's, it's definitely
2: very savory. It's fibrous, though. Yeah. Good for good for your movement. Keep you regular.
0: Or stopping you off.
2: Either way, either way you want it. In Finland, they, let's uh, see. Uh, here's some. Here's day.
4: some. Uh, some creepy experiences from uh, our paranormal. Uh, this happened about 15 years ago. I'm not one who is eager to believe in the paranormal, but so far I've yet to find a su- sufficient explanation for what happened. I just found out this. I found this sub recently, and I've been reading people's stories, and have decided to share mine. I came home from school one day, and I remember it clearly because I had to pee so badly I could barely hold it in. I ran into the house, threw my book bag and jacket on the floor, and ran through the kitchen on the way to the bathroom. As I passed the living room, I was startled and stunned as there was an unfamiliar elderly lady sitting at the rocking chair. Sitting in the rocking chair. I let out an audible gasp and said, Oh God, sorry, I didn't see you there. She said, That's okay, I let myself in, just waiting to visit with your mother. She seemed quite friendly. Okay, I said, can I make you some tea? She replied, no, that's okay. I've already helped myself. I looked and noticed that she had a teacup in her hand. It was one of the fine china cups that belonged to my mom. The only thing is, my mom kept her china cups in a box in the basement. We never actually used them. Oh, that's ah. weird. Um, then I walked into the bathroom, and I remember staring at myself in the mirror thinking, this is so weird. Who is this lady? How can she let herself in? How did she get the china cup? Despite having all these questions, I didn't truly appreciate how strange it all was. I don't remember a single thing that happened after I left the bathroom. I have zero recollection of seeing her again. A few days later, I asked my mom about the lady who came to visit her, who she was, etc. My mom was confused, saying we didn't have any visitors that she was aware of, nor did the description of the lady match anyone she knew. To this day, neither of us can account for this experience, nor did the lady look familiar to me in any way. My mom is convinced it was a paranormal experience, and after years of thinking about it, I'm starting to wonder if she may be right.
0: That sounds like the one we had at Mike Duvall's house. Yeah, yeah,
4: you yes. just like see like a person, and then you're like, oh well.
0: They just look totally normal and natural until just, you think about it. Just talking to you, and then afterward, they just go. That's they, that. They, they're
4: just gone, and then and then you ask the, you know, then we asked our friend, and he was like, who? who? No, that doesn't seem like anyone. No, we yeah, he really.
2: just told us to go right in. Yeah, he was right out front, sitting down out front.
1: In this particular case, it makes me think <clears> that he had a neighbor with dementia that, like, I walked into their house.
2: But nobody knew that he didn't remember the person. Nobody knew the person. How did you get not, the ch- – yeah, they're not
1: and having that's any memory That's, that's just weird.
4: Nobody
2: weird. Could knew the rec- – <clears> I mean, you would recognize a neighbor.
1: Eh, I wouldn't. I don't know the fuck of anyone in our neighborhood.
4: So this guy said, uh, I don't really believe in ghosts, mainly because I didn't have an encounter with one yet. I haven't seen things moving without explanation, weird noises or anything. Just this experience in my old house. Let me give you a little bit of backstory. It was night. I can't remember the date, but it was years ago. My brother was in his room playing around with a new feature on a new iPhone that basically took one picture after the other. And my sister was with him, too, because they shared rooms. So in one of the pictures, this appears...
1: I hate (laughs) links like this. I
4: have a lot of anxiety waiting for this I'm not even going to tell you when I put it up. Whenever that happened, my brother just jumped out of bed screaming, Mom, Mom, and showed it to my mom. Of course my mom freaked out. I couldn't believe it, but yeah, it happened. My mom began to bring some people into the house to free the ghost or something like that. Nothing really weird happened, mostly just my dog barking at the air. My brother took other pictures too. and one of them, my dog was barking at my room and there was a white figure standing on top of my bed. Yeah. It wasn't clear. It was just like a white thing. Unfortunately, they're all on my mom's old computer and she hasn't used it in ages, so we kind of lost the charger for it. If I do get them, I'll try to post them. Uh, we moved to a new house last year. We've been living in that house since like 2010. My new house is pretty neat. So here's the, uh, here's, uh, the picture that... His brother took.
1: Uh. Oh shit!
4: So there's something creepy there. I don't see it That's Can cool, you just blow blow it stand there? Yeah,
1: right in the middle. <coughs> <coughs> He's right know.
4: in the middle. It's just a
0: figure, like tall, a tall guy.
4: Yeah, I, I can't blow it up anymore. It kind of looks that.
1: like, like a tall Voldemort.
4: Man. Oh,
0: okay, I, I see it. Once you said Voldemort, I got the image.
1: Yeah, <coughs> Voldemort. That's you know, kind of weird. Or the um, the guys on the cover of the what's that one? Like movie about like those people who live on that island and did like the weird experiment.
0: Slenderman. Okay? Not Slenderman. Oh, um, the Doctor Moreau. That's
1: it. Oh, it looks movie? like yeah. I don't know.
4: Yeah. It's kinda blurry, kind of it's blurry, time. but it does it very does very very seem dark. like it could be some I'm sort of ghost.
0: Uh, I have my I'm own paranormal experience. Maybe.
4: Oh yeah. I've never
0: seen. Yeah, it. when I went I up to only the. I've never seen covers Tell me.
4: Yeah. Okay. And then when I opened it, it was empty. So ah, that is weird. Yeah. yeah. Usually and, there's... And there was no golf in there. Either. There's supposed to be a body in there.
0: Yeah,
4: it was my <laughs> fault. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our feature singer. We'll be right back. Waverly Place. Yeah, it's uh, oh, a very sure? important scientific research. Uh,
0: Mauritius?
4: No. Marid- Mauritius? The Wizard of Mauritius. I think we'll, we'll, we'll agree to that. <laughs> I think I said it like four different times, or four different ways in the podcast. No, so i this, I haven't
1: seen it yet.
4: So Port Louis, Moridius, August 1782, the French Indian Ocean Colony, highly vulnerable to British attack at the height of the American Revolutionary War, is in a state of alert. The governor, Viscomte francois de, 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 de Suillac, has been warned that a flotilla of 11 ships is approaching his island. Fearing that this is the long-awaited invasion fleet, de Suyak orders a sloop of war out to Recointer. But before the vessel can report, the panic ends. De Suyak is informed that the fleet has altered course and is now steering away from Meridius a few days later when the sloop returns the governor gets confirmation the ships were actually east indiamen british merchant vessels making for fort william in india, india. all of this were remarkable all of this is remarkable chiefly for the source of De, De intelligence the governor had his information not from signals made by ships sailing f- far ashore nor from land based lookouts armed with high powered telescopes but from a minor member of the local engineering corps one Etienne? Etienne Botanille. Bata- B- and Botanille was chiefly renowned uh, in Moridius or Ile de France, to give its contemporary French name as a man who won a lot of bets in waterfront taverns thanks to his uncanny ability to foresee the arrival of ships that were anywhere between 350 and 700 miles from the island when he okay. announced their approach. Okay. These predictions, he insisted, were the products neither of sorcery nor good luck. They were rather the product of rigorous observation and of years of trial and error, for Bottineau claimed to be the inventor of a whole new science, famous then, forgotten now, that he called noscopy, the art of discovering ships and land at a great distance. Today, memory of Bottineau serves only because the Frenchman became a bit-part player in the scientific literature of the early 19th century. He appears there as an enigmatic figure whose life and work were sometimes referenced but rarely critically examined. Uh, The Scottish Scottish physicist Sir David Brewster, for example, mentions him in his influential Letters on Natural Magic in 1832 as the wizard beacon keeper of the Isle of France. And for all his avowed skepticism, Brewster conceded that Batentou, Ha, uh, must have derived his power from a diligent observation of the phenomena of nature, and the Frenchman's new science remained of interest to at least one naval officer as as late as the 1920s. So basically, this guy is able to somehow detect ships at a distance of like 350 to 700 miles. Just so from the weather phenomenon. That's outside, that's outside of like where you could it. actually see it even with a telescope like the curvature of the earth would prevent you you wouldn't have a high enough tower dude
1: was like the master of like recognizing the butterfly effect yeah like this ship moved the water a little bit which moved this a little bit which moved this a little bit there's seven ships out there
0: like oh, that's a ship tornado yeah that's so a waterspout sh- yeah there's seven ships out there they're all indian men
4: yeah <laughs> that's crazy crazy uh what concerns us here is whether botanue's claims stand up as well as Gould thought they did so yeah rupert Gould suggested there can be little doubt that botanue was no charlatan that he had made a discovery which would be of some interest even in these days of wireless te- telegraphy and must in his own day have been um, of much greater importance
1: hold on a second so he's he's seeing these ships 700 miles out or what the fuck ever okay how long does it take a ship to travel that far? Days. Yes. So what I'm saying is this Wizardry. Guy, No, this guy looked out into the ocean and went, there's a ship coming. They're about a month out. And then eventually a <laughs> ship did come.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's one way to do it, but uh, the numbers here are kind of impressive. It's it too exact. To it. But... It's too wha- exact, or... Well, he, he's ex- exact, but, and he's, he's right a lot of the time. So, so uh, Colonel Traybon, the officer in charge of the island's infantry detachment, signed an affidavit confirming that uh, M. Bataneu has, at different periods, announced to him the arrival of more than 100 vessels, two, three, or... F- or even 4 days before the coast signals adding that moreover he stated when there was only one or when there were several vessels and uh Traybond was backed by uh M Mellis the naval commensary general in Port Louis who swore that Botineau had predicted the ri- the arrival of 109 vessels and had been wrong only twice All right,
1: that's I, pretty good it, it, i'm going to take the skeptics side on this because okay maybe dude was just good at recognizing patterns like Okay, that could be it. it's it's spring, and say in spring we get a lot of shipments of this. I can tell you that in a month, we're probably going to get 14 ships this month. Well, he didn't do it within a
0: month. He did it within, like, three or four we this days. This is
4: with, like, years, yeah. All right, yeah.
1: Within, all right well, so within, like, a couple days, we're going to get this many ships. You know why? Because the dude grew up there, and he noticed, every single fucking April, there were 13 ships. I like, don't know
4: if it could be something that simple. So the, the governor signed an affidavit. Uh, here's a quote from that. S- uh, he sees in nature signs that indicate the presence of vessels, as we assert that fire exists in places where we see the smoke. This is the clearest explanation that he has afforded in order to show that he did not make the discovery by knowledge of any art or of any science or by the application of any previous science. The signs, he says, indicate clearly enough the presence of vessels, but they only... But they only who can read the signs are able to judge the distances, and this art, he asserts, is extremely laborious study. So this guy, it wasn't he was he wasn't just throwing out predictions. He was like staring at the horizon for years, trying to figure this shit out. Say
1: what the fuck the signs are.
4: Well, he did write some stuff down, but a lot of the papers have been lost.
1: Convenient.
4: Well, I don't think he lost them. (laughs) They were lost after he died.
1: Yeah, it's
0: been you know a thousand years since. Whenever this happened.
1: A thousand years? It hasn't been a thousand years. It's been 300 years. Uh, Less than 300 years.
4: The governor also went on to state that Bottineau often lost bets early in his career because the vessels did not arrive at the appointed time and had for a long time been the dupe of his science. But he seems to have been persuaded that further study had produced solutions for these early problems and that Bottineau's results had improved considerably. So, like, yeah, he watched them over a period of years.
0: Figured it all out.
4: Him, like, you know, being not so great at it and then getting really good at it.
1: Yeah.
4: Uh, Let's see. Who is this? Okay, so uh, this is Botany's own story. This is a a biographical fragment and a memoir that he composed about it in 1785. So it, it said, It appeared to me. That a vessel approaching land must produce a certain effect upon the atmosphere and can cause the approach to be discovered by a practiced eye even before the vessel itself was visible. After making many observations, I thought I could discover a particular appearance before the vessel came in sight. Sometimes I was right, but more frequently wrong, so that at the same time I gave up all hope of success. In 1764, I was appointed to the uh, station in... In... Ile uh, de France, while they're having too much leisure time, I again betook myself of my favorite observations. The clear sky and pure atmosphere at certain points of the day were favorable to my studies, and as fewer vessels came to the island, I was less liable to error than was the case off the coast of France, where vessels are continually passing. I had not been six months upon the island when I became confident that my discovery was certain. Well, it also so this kind of
0: is, situational, too, because of that island. Well, it's,
4: it's situational in the fact that I guess he was saying off the coast of France there was too many ships, so that he couldn't, he, or he he didn't get enough uh, he didn't get enough of like the control group, you know, when yeah. there's yeah. ships are not ships. He just got like mostly well, ships. They're
0: passing or coming in, but, right? Okay. So, so this is
4: like like the ships are far, or you know, fewer in between each other. So he had more time to still observe still these observations. Make sense to me because if all right. Well, it doesn't make sense to us because we don't know what the hell he was doing. But
1: let's just look at this logically. So you have you have a ship out at sea. That ship could be going anywhere. Like it, it there's, there's almost an infinite number of directions that ship can be going to. Not only is this guy able to tell when a ship is coming to that particular place. But he's able to like he's able to choose and pinpoint the right course of destin like the right destination course.
0: You're you're not really listening to the details of the story. But
1: how does he like that ship could go anywhere?
0: Well, yeah. Well,
4: yeah. But I mean, this is the only port in like a huge the Indian Ocean is gigantic, you know. So there's not yeah he was saying there's not a whole lot of ports
0: locations. They didn't get a lot of ships in, so it was easier to predict when when was going to. So
1: there wasn't, there weren't that many possibilities because there was only one. Right. Because he was, all right, I guess. But he could
0: still predict predict them coming in.
1: No, just so a whether he was, so was uh,
4: a genius or a trickster or a fool depends largely on what makes of the documents in the case. Setting aside Botnue's own uh, deposition, the evidence for. Noscope is drawn almost entirely from just two sources, a packet of papers that belonged to Murat and a short biographical memoir written by Etet Joy. Joy, a one-time army officer and later a playwright, liberist, and member of the Academy Francois, encountered the Wizard of Moretus during a four-year sojourn in Sh- Sri Lanka in the late 1780s and had first-hand knowledge of his predictions. Marat's papers, meanwhile, include affidavits that uh button his own opaque description of his methods, but their provenance is unusual, to say the least. The surviving packet can be found in a French archive, but in a British magazine. The originals are lost, and the identity of the man who copied them remains unknown. So it's, like, kind of unknown if these were really his methods, or if it's just somebody, somebody made them up.
1: Yeah.
4: Hmm. Uh, so let's see, let's... I think there's some more accounts. Oh, no, we got most of the accounts done. See, uh, it said it appears that Murat's papers must have been seized by the cabinet Noir, France's secret postal police, after his murder. With the rise of Napoleon, most of the cabinet's holdings from the revolutionary period were deemed surplus to requirements. And when, in 1806, a well-connected lady by the name of Madame Goulinat, sister-in-law to the general of the surname, took up the hobby of collecting autographs and applied to the emperor's sister for some samples... An immense package of letters from the cabinet's files was boxed up and sent to her in Brussels. This collection, which evidently included extracts from Murat papers, was later sorted by an unnamed British gentleman detained in the city on parole during the Napoleonic Wars. He copied out some of the more interesting items, and on his eventual return to England, these began to appear as a series in the new monthly magazine. So basically they were printing these, but they don't know, you know, because he's probably getting paid for them. He probably had reason to make them up you know uh it seems worth noting that the new monthly's extracts closely match several excerpts published during botanue's lifetime by the scots magazine which include the most detailed account of the wizard's day-to-day observations the first thing to be noted in attempting to amass assess botanue's claims is that most of the material regarding the details of of his predictions comes from his own hand a lengthy statement regarding the eight-month trial published by the scots magazine in 1786 and an account of his early life and his development of the new art that is incorporated in the Murat Papers. Since both were written to promote Naoscope to the French uh, Ministry of Marine, they can scarcely be been taken at face value. Uh, some of the success, I guess, could be taken from, uh, remember the governor's rationalization of the negative results. It has since been proved that the delay in the arrival of some of the vessels was occasionally by contrary winds, he wrote. So... So basically, he s- said this ship's gonna be here in four days. That's what he guessed from his observations, and then That's the wind changed. And then, you know, maybe six days later, the ship would show up, and they'd be like, "Yeah, the wind turned on us, and we got stuck out there." You know, so it took it took an extra couple days. I don't know. It yes. kind of just goes like you could kind of you can kind of write off all extra sensory sensory perceptions as like just maybe some sort of acute observations I mean, yeah, a- that the brain picks up on. Oh uh, Actually, even at a subconscious I, level, I
3: believe it because I actually used to be able to do something similar to that when I lived in Virginia. And I'm not joking around about this. Okay. I used to be able to do this uh, when I lived in Virginia. Uh, I could. I had a much better sense of smell because it just wasn't clogged up with the pollen and the humidity that we have down here. Uh-huh. We're getting
0: old, so we got them pollen allergies. Yeah,
3: so uh, I, I could smell, like, uh, the ozone when, like, when it freshly rains, there would be, like, an ozone smell.
0: Oh yeah, I used to be able and to do that too.
3: Yeah, and I could smell that on the air when a rainstorm was coming, so I could predict when it was going to rain. Sometimes down to like the very hour that it would. Yeah, rain.
4: I mean, I can usually still do yeah. that today. I wasn't
3: as acute as yours. Mine wasn't as
2: acute, but I would get that sense of smell too. I would be like, I wouldn't be able to predict the hour, but like, ooh, I can smell like, ooh, it's going it to rain today. Like I rain. Can feel like it's going to come. Soon. Yeah, yeah. So but could, it might I be just
4: like 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 a combination of a lot of things, you know, like somebody. Like say you could smell it, and then like if you have uh, also
2: the air was like if, was hap- wasn't just smell, If you had it like sticks. a if
4: if you had like a bum knee, you could feel it. You know? Yeah, you that's can feel the barometer. Feel you see the, the clouds pressure. Pressure. in the but distance. I, I could
3: see the way that the clouds were moving and how fast they were going, and the well, the way it. the wind was blowing, and all that would make sense so to me. This is I could on. go. I could go like, well, oh, it's gonna cool. rain at two o'clock. we well,
2: have they say we have dozens of perceptics that have nothing to do with sight. There's like a bunch of different perceptics like temperature like um feeling the feeling of pressure on the skin the feeling of the feeling of a certain type of texture there's like a bunch of percepts, and we might not even consciously, we consciously the, know these about, we don't think like, oh i'm sensing this but it all is feeding us information so it's really interesting there's like it's just like of like sometimes
4: like like you might get a bad feeling sometimes that yeah, might not that necessarily feeling? be like a yeah, well like a, fucking psychic, a psychic a psychic like thing it's just your body is noticing a hundred different, hundred different things
2: perceptics and, and they say, <laughs> like, these things are, like, they they talk about, like, which they use really cleverly now in movies, like, stopping all the sound on the film. And it's like, it, it, it could be very little sound happening, but just completely turning everything off. Turning off. Like, know, it scares you, yeah. Well, it scares you because, I mean... Evolutionarily speaking, or like you know, we silence we is we weird. We have to know what's happening. See, in the oh, environment. When the birds
0: stop chirping, we know there's a predator.
2: Yeah, it's
4: nearby. like why the yeah. fuck are the birds not chirping? What the fuck is that? It's or like it like triggers some sort us. Of storm coming or well, it's just, like it's exactly. kind of like the same thing as like uh, animals being able to tell that a tsunami's coming. They're just yeah. noticing all things. They're just they're more in tune with it. We have a lot of other it. So maybe this guy just staring off at the horizon, he eventually just somehow noticed these little tiny little things. They could be like, oh, there's three ships out there. But his is more impressive
2: well, because, his is more it impressive because it's not like bare Because well, he's pressure. consciously, he's nota- consciously noticing. It. Like Also, if you think about it, in the, in the mass of the sea, ships are very small, little, tiny, little little things that are out right. in that space. So it's impressive that he could do this. I, I mean, it's kind of mystifying me. I, I get why Lauren's like, what the fuck? Because it's strange. It's
4: or bad. I mean, here I mean the other theory is that he just was magic and mm. didn't want to any- tell anyone because he didn't want to get burned. That's I think fair. I think those are so a lot of wizards like... that are like that. <laughs> so I think just, the real wizards. Don't he's say just a wizards. real wizard, and he he's like, now, oh no no no, this John, is science. Look me, at all my notes. Let me ask
2: you a question, John. Science is magic. Exactly. Right now, let me ask you a question. If you
4: no, I mean, I'm not a wizard. You, don't accuse me of it again. <laughs> I knew it. He's a wizard.
2: He's a fucking wizard. What if you were all of a sudden filled with the power celestial. You know what I'm saying? You get all yeah. this power. Obviously, you, you want to use it to benefit your life and the life of the people you Yeah, care but I definitely wouldn't tell anybody. Okay, yeah, what would happen to you? What do you think would happen to you? What do you think would converge upon you? Yeah, so I wouldn't would tell. If I all of a sudden had, which I've always wanted hey, as Stuart. everyone else, if I had superhuman strength and I was the Hulk, I mean, I would demonstrate it to you guys privately. We would have a lot of fun. I would pick up weird things. I'd probably become a power lifter. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't never let my totals get too high. Huh? <laughs> They're not gonna catch me. Yeah, and put me you in lab. Have to take
0: second a couple times. Yeah, he
2: takes second once. Once every two years, he takes second. You're not the greatest. You're the he's greatest. Taking, but, yeah, yeah, you he's know? taking
4: second place on the podium, like, and then like he's going John home and bench John pressing Jones's a car. Probably
2: a wizard. He was too good, so he just started doing fucked up weird shit to just take take away the attention. Because yeah, prove, prove
3: to us you, do you don't, don't have the Power Cosmic right actually, now. Actually, I think Donald okay. was just an idiot. Prove it. Done.
4: Great band name. The Power Cosmic. Yeah. Oh. No. Yeah, so That's I I don't great. know. I think this is this is a it's York it's a pretty power. interesting thing. It's like a lost no, I think it's very interesting. And and the, this is like one of those uh this is an example <laughs> of like like a lost science, you know. It we is. talk because we talk about like uh, the ancients, like, oh, how did they do this? How did they build that? Yep. And it's like, uh, like, well, we know that they didn't have a wheel. We know that they didn't have a crane. Yeah. But they had some sort of science some that allowed them to putting that shit together.
2: I like the specificity of this particular that subject matter. The, yeah.
1: One of the saddest things about history is that there was no way to preserve data. Like, assuredly.
2: Yeah. Well, they could write it down, but but a lot of you times don't that would You don't know if change, some asshole
1: would lose it, altered, or
2: someone would augmented. alter it, or
1: burn it, or get lost in some bullshit. Yeah, it. you
2: couldn't assure it. Now with the internet, it kind of I mean, well look, now I there's guess, too I, much. I guess I mean, I guess technically speaking, we, but you could blight the information from the internet. But I don't well, know. Well, there's too much impossible. information on the internet now. There is.
1: So I mean, shit's backed up though. There's that it there's is. that one. Um, I forget what the group is called, but they they ba- they have everything on the internet backed up. Oh, that's crazy.
4: Oh, really?
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, the NSA. Not yeah, no, well, the yes. NSA does oh, yeah, definitely they, they does. They definitely have it. But Fuck
1: a, a, a different dead. group.
4: I can't look hey, NSA, I lost all my text messages. Didn't Can you, you send them know? back to me?
1: Hey, NSA, <laughs> I, it's okay, John. We got I you. S- I want my ex's phone number back. I deleted it, but. um. Yeah kinda horny right now. Can you send that <laughs> back please? Yeah,
4: just talking anytime you need to talk, talk to the NSA, to you just talk into a microphone.
1: Air. No, I just talk air. to the air. <laughs> yeah. I assume it's
2: there's a bug in my bloodstream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there might be. Oh, did you hear about those people that are getting microchipped at this company? That it was on the yes, news. Yes. I they're I submitting saw that. to
4: microchips? Well, yeah. well
2: well it's like a big they made it, it's yeah, so funny the way tagged. they how salesy America is. I love how we do this. But it's like, hey guys, get tagged and it's like yeah, it makes it so much easier. You can you can um Log into work when you come. You, you can, can get open benefits. You open the doors. You can open the registers without having to have cards and pesky pesky things. It's like you're part of this. Remembering passwords. Ca- remembering passwords. Just just wave your hand. A, it said you won't even feel it. They just put like this little skin tag inside of their skin. It says boop. It's ba- almost painless. And then you're like ah. The thing's, no. like, the thing's completely like you know not yeah, microscopic, but what company is that? Oh, let's just let uh, I'll Google it right now. Okay. The microchip company while well, you talk about other things but it's it was fa- I saw a whole news report on it. It's
1: creepy, but at the same time if you really wanted to bug out, all you'd have to do is take a razor blade and take the bitch out. Like it's not
2: yeah, for people that are hardcore like you, Lauren. But but like some people are wimps. They yeah, this guy's, guy's got inside a l- fucked life's up If your life depended on it. No, you- well, if your life depended. But most. But that's the problem. It's, your life's not going to depend uh, upon it. They're just going to gently that's massage. That's not. You your-
3: said it's not microscopic, Stuart. That's just an egg
4: for the nanobots. Oh. <laughs> sh-
3: once it goes in there, they're in your
4: blood. Your nanobots can't dish. razor
3: blade that out.
4: Yeah. Oh, this and, th- and this is the reason why I don't get a job, guys. I don't want to get microchipped. Anyway, MBA uh, star. Uh, now we're now we're into our ghost sex segment. Uh, NBA star Meta World Peace claims ghosts touched him inappropriately. I'm
0: sorry. Is that his name?
4: Yes, that's the best name. His name is Meta World Peace. <laughs> what the? There's a quote. The ghosts oh, were all over me. <laughs> He's got a. They were inside
0: dumb-shaped me. Dumb shaped head.
4: LA Lakers star Meta World Peace may have a good reason to feel spooked over the weekend. He claims ghosts touched him inappropriately. The Lakers were in Oklahoma City to play the Thunder on Saturday and stayed at the. Uh, Skirvin Hilton.
0: Oh, that's why you fucked up that free throw? Yeah.
4: The hotel is said to be haunted, especially on the 10th floor where visiting NBA teams usually stay, according to NewsOK.com. The supernatural speculation is so strong that Lakers players Lou Williams and Ford Larry Nance Jr. booked rooms at another hotel rather than deal with any possible sightings. Cowards. Uh, World Peace, who stayed at the Skirvan, told Orange County Register that he had an encounter that might be described as Astral Assault.
1: Another great band name.
4: The ghost? Yeah, Astral Assault. Assault. (laughs)
1: That's really good. (laughs) On it today. Yes.
4: The ghosts were all over me. I just accepted it. He said, (laughs) (laughs) they touched (laughs) me all over the place. I'm taking one of the ghosts to court for touching me in the wrong places. (laughs) What? Um. Uh, Despite the cheeky quote, World Peace insisted he was serious Then he explained why he didn't run away. I was watching a good movie and I was tired. I didn't want to move, he said, naming the George Clooney flick Money Monster. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Is that good? Okay. Just as scary as the ghostly groping two NBA players, uh, Laker Nick Young and Cleveland Cavalier star Kyrie Irving, both reported bedbugs from stays (laughs) at the Skirvin, according to NBA.com. I'd rather have ghosts than bedbugs. Yeah,
1: also, but no, all right, check this out. I'm just a skeptic this episode. Check this out. Dude got a weird boner for George Clooney during Money Monster and bedbugs. And bedbugs. And he, wa- he said, "You know what? It would be better to blame this on ghosts." <laughs> <laughs> look at his face,
3: he looks ashamed. Oh no, this guy's nuts. I just googled him.
2: Well, his name is Meta World Peace. His no, name- he changed it. His real name is
3: Lawrence sh- oh. oh yeah, he changed it? Oh, and he really it he made that man. name Meta up? World Peace. Uh, yeah, he goes he's he's fucking they uh, they made used to make fun of him on the that Key e and Peele uh sketch show they had meta world news was just like insane ramblings of crazy people
4: (laughs) (laughs) he looks crazy no i mean he's Uh, obviously crazy if he named himself meta world i did not think for one second that was the name that he was born with yeah
3: yeah at one point i guess in an interview asked him about how his playing went in the nba he just started rambling on about how it was so amazing that god gave us baby teeth but he knew we would lose them
4: i mean that is pretty amazing (laughs) Have you
1: seen that the is the skull best skull with shower they, with thought a, ever. A, a
0: child's skull with the baby teeth, and they have the adult teeth above it. It's yeah. crazy looking. I've,
4: oh, I've never seen that.
1: I've s- they had that in like my uh, health books and shit as a kid.
4: Oh, uh, I yeah, I was homeschooled in a cult. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh yeah, do you remember? Do you remember that one video of the NBA star beating up a fan in the stands because he threw water at him? Yeah. But then he started beating up the wrong guy. Oh yeah. yeah. That was that guy.
4: Ah. It's that guy. <laughs> So it was the ghost of that guy that yeah. came and touched him inappropriately. <laughs> a, a ghost threw water at me. It was a ghost.
1: It was a ghost, dude. It wasn't
4: me. It was yeah. a ghost. Anytime that guy's coming out, you, just be like, I'm a ghost. This guy
1: has a new fan. I am going to watch everything he does from now on. <laughs>
4: except play basketball. Ex-
1: except I don't
4: care about that. <laughs> a woman who married ghost of 300-year-old pirate reveals their bizarre Valentine's Day plans. Nice. <laughs> Belinda, so val- is that you? <laughs> so Valentine's Day uh, just passed, and uh, of course- We have this lady. This lady came out um, a couple months ago. Uh, Amanda Teague has had to think outside the box when it comes to celebrating the day of love. So, yeah, a couple months ago, uh, what does it say? Oh, Last month, Amanda Teague revealed that she's thrown in the towel with living men and has gone and married the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate instead.
1: I don't need no living man.
4: Now the 45-year-old has revealed how she and Jack, the ghost she calls her soulmate, will celebrate Valentine's Day. Appearing... On Loose Women, guest panelist Kim Sidney asked how the whole dating thing works and whether she books a table for two. To which Amanda replied she actually books a table for four because her best friend is dating Jack's ghost friend.
1: Okay. Yes! Uh,
4: we go out on dates, and I also have a friend who is in a relationship with Jack's best friend, so we often go on <laughs> double dates.
0: I bet they swing, too. <gasps>
4: And yes, yes, we do leave a seat for them to sit on. We'll buy them a drink. Jack likes rum and Matthew likes beer. And we set them down for them as a form of respect. Uh, Amanda married Haitian pirate Jack, who died in the 1700s on a boat off the Irish coast. What the fuck? What are like doing over there? I don't know. He was <laughs> like, a
1: pirate. He went wherever the fuck he wanted to. <laughs> like any
4: uh, ordinary couple, they have arguments, go on dates, and even have sex. He
0: likes anal. Oh look! Oh, she looks crazy. Oh, they all are.
1: I I think she looks fucking
4: awesome. Amanda, who is a Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator, previously told the Daily Star, "He is my soulmate. I am so happy. It is the perfect kind of a relationship for me. There are a lot of people out there who don't know about uh, spiritual relationships, but it could be right for them. I want to get the message out there. So she She she's taking this pretty serious.
0: Ringing the devil's doorbell."
4: Uh, Amanda, who thinks her job is what could have brought Jack to her, has never seen her husband in physical form, but she imagines he is similar to Captain Jack and Pirates of the Caribbean. Not being Haitian, he's not. Yeah, he's Haitian. <laughs> he doesn't look like Johnny Depp. Son, You keep using he looks that more, word. He looks like I don't he. Think it
1: means that you think it means.
4: He looks more like the pirate from that Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. I am the captain. I am now. the captain. I am to
3: get the know. I am the captain now. <laughs> I am your husband now.
4: Listen to me. Uh, the romance began one night in 2014. When lying in bed, she felt the energy of a spirit next yeah. to her.
3: Yeah.
4: When she realized he could communicate with her, she became more interested.
3: Now that, that does sound Haitian.
1: You know what bothers me about these like ghost relationship or ghost sex stories is like the ghost does not romance their new partner at all? It's just straight to fucking sex. No,
4: they're playing on the novelty of them being a ghost. I think it's lazy, to be quite
0: honest.
1: This is my argument for why, like, people... Dating is worse these days. It's not. Dating is not worse these days, because all these ghosts are, like, 700 years to fuck old, and they're just going straight to sex. So why are you judging people now for sending dick pics?
4: Yeah, that's true.
3: I I gotta say, this is... Women are spoiled nowadays. I mean, one movie with Patrick Swayze doing pottery lessons with you, and now you want romance? Just you'd be happy with the ghost dick you, you know, got. you right.
2: More. The old days, a man would just walk up to a woman, push <laughs> her down, and that was it. They had and kids. She accepted it. And she accepted it. And she loved race. it. She fucking loved it. You're That's not. what happened in the old days. These pirates are from the old days.
4: She said their relationship developed and as he'd sit with her when she was watching TV or driving. Amanda's feelings for Jack grew as they got to know each other more, and then one day he told her they could actually be together. Oh,
0: yeah?
4: Although she'd never had a spiritual boyfriend before, she did some research and realized she wasn't the only one to have a relationship with oh, a spirit. saw
0: that Bobby Brown
1: article.
4: Yeah, Amanda had been married before <laughs> and has five children with her ex-husband, but now she feels her connection with her new husband is very strong. How do her five it's children strong, feel?
1: Huh? It's
2: super strong. It's got power.
1: It's yeah, got why didn't they do their fucking journalistic duty and hunt down these fucking kids? I want to know what they think about this. I
4: think they probably. I think after she became a Captain Jack Sparrow impersonator, they were probably just like, all right. All right. All right, that's mom. That's do whatever the <laughs> fuck you <laughs> want. You you well, do. the second middle child uh, really
3: feels a connection with Ghost Papa.
1: Do you
0: think oh, that. that?
1: I've no. Seen that do you think do you think they had the are you my new daddy
4: talk yeah now sit down no (laughs) No, but you may call me captain i hope i hope for the sake of everything that those kids are all grown up at this point please
0: no they'd show the picture of the kids look at her face on the wedding day i was (laughs) playing valentine's day with the girls keep scrolling keep scrolling
4: uh, i mean they seem like they're all grown up. They were her bridesmaids, so I guess that's cool. I mean, I guess they
3: look all pleased. I mean, I, I mean? personally, I think Jesus uh, fuck. Ghost Stepdaddy is giving a little ghost D to those chillins. You can't <laughs> see
1: him, so he'll get away with it for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're my kid, <laughs> yeah. you Dick. don't get. I got caught
0: get. in this washing machine, so you could just fuck me. So deep. Oh, you- oh,
1: whoa, 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 What the fuck? Hey.
0: Relax. So, no, hold on. I
1: am worried about something, and I hope she's, and I'm wondering if she's worried about it too. So, when what? she dies eventually, do you think he'll still want to be with her, or after she lose those, loses her fleshy tits, he'll no, be like, no, nah, no. Done. He, he'll, he'll,
3: nah, He'll, he'll, he'll trade her out for another skin bag. Till death do us part, bitch. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. Yeah, He's kidding. out.
4: He's going to find the next living hoe. <laughs> <He's, laughs> no, she'll, 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 she'll die and realize that he has like five other human wives. Oh, <laughs>
0: Because time is meaningless to yeah. <laughs> He is a god. Alright, that's
4: the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'm glad, I'm glad we're back. I we care. should be doing another one here pretty soon. Uh, check out our other podcast, the Something Planet Podcast, and check out the Something Planet 10 year anniversary at Iberian Rooster in Ooh. downtown St. Pete, May 19. Mean, there, there. there will be there's gonna be at least six ghosts there. I mean I
1: always thought that place is kinda haunted, so it could be. Definitely.
4: Alright, thank you guys so much for listening and we are out. Peace. Peace.